Here we go, mm-hmm. Aaron. We are on the <laughs> last two thirds of the major movies. I cannot believe we finally made it to this point. Yeah, I'm ready. I got my whole Star I- Wars mug. <laughs> it's got a little lightsaber handle that looks very inappropriate, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, we are talking about Star Wars: The Force Awakens. This is watching stuff, um, and this is the the obviously the Star Wars side of it. I'm Dan Kotnick, and alongside me is my co-host Aaron Alice. Um, so, Aaron, mm-hmm. is this the so you said when we were talking about the prequels, you saw the first prequel mm-hmm. movie in theaters, mm-hmm. but you didn't see anything after that. So Correct. does that include the sequel trilogy? You never went and saw the sequels in theaters. Correct. I saw okay. these for the first time during your... my original watch through, which okay. was what, back in October, I think. Right. So six months ago. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So this is all brand new to me. So, did you know about the kind of like the twist at the like near the end with with Han Solo and and I Kylo? Did. Did you know? I okay. did, and you and I talked about this this week when we were talking about this movie, uh-huh. um, just through um, messaging, and um, this was ruined by me in the most ridiculous like <laughs> way. <laughs> Not that it was not that I cared at the time, like when this came out, because I just uh-huh. was not into these and I hadn't watched anything, so it really went over my head. Um, so I it, it's very similar to how I found out about the ending of Infinity War. It just gets memed to death. But right. there was one account within like a week of this movie coming out. Or there were multiple accounts. People created this, like this was back in the heyday of Facebook, and uh-huh. um people were making group pages oh, that said right. like yes, um I think it was either like Han Solo's son like kills him or something like that. Yeah. Or, um Kylo Ren kills have like it was something with a picture of it like clearly a bootleg yeah. from a movie theater like shot of him getting like stabbed like it was compl- like i was like jesus like it was but it was within a week of the movie coming out because yeah. of course that's why they did it so they were commenting on everything that they could possibly comment on so people would see it that was how i it was spoiled for me okay okay so i'll i'll build up to i'll build up to something that i have been waiting ever since we started this podcast or we started mm-hmm. doing the star wars side I've been waiting to pull this little nugget out. And like almost every week I'm like, should I just show Aaron? Cause like, I'm, I'm so excited to show her. Cause like, it's, it's <laughs> such, it's like, it, it's the fact that they, that we have a clip of it. It happened. And I can like, I can show people what happened. I just, I just don't have to tell the story. So anyway, so I'll tell you kind of the, the background because obviously this movie, the whole sequel trilogy for me is viewed very differently than any other part of the saga the star wars saga because obviously i never saw any of the originals in theater the prequels i remember seeing number two and three and obviously those came out when i was a child like those all came out pre me being in high school um this was the first time star wars movies came out where i was a grown-ass adult (laughs) you know i've like I've been able to like I've had numerous debates with nerd friends about uh you know 
was was Anakin right or wrong? Was he actually like bringing balance to the four? You know, like all these mm-hmm. nerd arguments where you're just like, you know, d- doing like you're you're just talking about everything, and so you're like, okay, I full I'm a fully fledged Star Wars nerd now, and I can really appreciate what's going on with this movie. Mm-hmm. So, in this movie, you know, they did the pre-release like on the Thursday, you know, like the Thursday before mm-hmm. when it's supposed to come. So. I'm living with my aunt at the time. Uh, like this is like a year or two out of college. It's uh, this is a year after I graduated college, um, and so we all got tickets. Like like me and her whole family, like some of my cousins, like we all got tickets to the movie. I had to actually, I had to host. I, I used to do bar trivia, like as a like a host. I had to do a game. Like you would be perfect for that. Oh, I love that job. <laughs> that job was so much fun. So I had to, so I had to do a gig down like an hour south of where we lived, and it and it was like I was gonna time. It was like timed up perfectly where I could go do this gig, leave, and then like book it up there, and I would make it with like a half hour to like spare, basically. So I do this gig, and it was the most rushed. Like usually, I'm like kind of like laid back, and there's mm-hmm. and I'm like nope. Like let's fucking moving people. I got Star Wars to get to. I I packed up like immediately after I was done, booked it out of there. I'm flying up the highway. I get a, I get to the the movie theater time and like so it was just a great experience because like you make it there on time and you're like okay like everything that happened before is a great story now because I'm like oh I, I did all this stuff and like we made it we mm-hmm. got to see the movie and so we saw it and I just remember being in the theater and I was like blown away. Mm-hmm. I'm like this this is the first time where I'm like getting to experience this whole experience as an adult with other people mm-hmm. and we're enjoying it it's like and there's so many different like things for the fans in it so like everyone there is just having a badass time mm-hmm. um so like it was just a great time so that's Thursday mm-hmm. Saturday so 48 hours afterwards um, I also used to, this is, I was gig culture back here. <laughs> I also used to be the in-game host for a local hockey team. And they had planned like, you know, way ahead of time that that Saturday was going to be Star Wars night. That was like the theme mm-hmm. of the night, which is always a huge seller for the team. They always have Star Wars night because people fucking love it. Mm-hmm. And so... You know, everyone's coming out there. They, everyone's dressed up. You know, they want to get like kids that are dressed up to do this stuff. And there is a, there is a uh, element of the game right before the puck drops that we call our game on kid. Mm-hmm. You pick out some little cute kid, and you're like, hey, you know, Howie wants to has two important words he wants to say, and you put mm-hmm. the microphone, and the kid yells, "Game on!" and the whole Aww. crowd fucking loves it, and whatever. So that was my job every game to find this kid. So I find this kid. He's like, I think he's like five. I, I think I say it in the video. I think he's like five. He's dressed up like Kylo Ren. He's got the Kylo Ren lightsaber wow. and everything. Okay. I'm going to play this clip for you. Keep in mind, this kid dressed up as Kylo Ren. We are 48 hours post this movie's release. My God. 48 
hours. You already right. had a Kylo Ren costume. That's impressive. <laughs> that okay. <laughs> that's something I hadn't really thought about. This kid clearly had yeah. means. Because how did you get this? To right. Anyway, right. here is here is the clip I've been waiting to share with the world. Hey, well, fans, if you would help us welcome our Promedica Toledo Children's Hospital. Game on Jedi of the game. I have Wylan. Wylan has two very important words he wants to say to get tonight's game underway. Wylan, what do you have to say? This Jedi is so cool. He's from the new movie. He killed Hans. Hello. Game on. And <laughs> I literally remember, like, I saw, I'm like, you can hear me in the background whispering like, in his ear. Just say game on. Just say game on. And. It took about like a like a three beats after we finished. Where I'm like, did he just spoil the fucking ending of the movie to the crowd of eight thousand plus people? Oh my god! <laughs> like some like literally like they like he says that in the so the clip and like a couple seconds later you can hear like an audible like what the fuck like what like oh like people my god. like what did he say? <laughs> and it's. It's one of my favorite stories ever from oh doing that God. job where this kid, it's the perfect timing of like, if this was a week later. Right. Yeah. The people great. at a Star it's, Wars night have already seen it a week later. It's but like literally people, oh two days later and this little five-year-old son of a bitch is yeah. just like, I mean, I'm imagine ruin a thousand people's and this is star wars night so it's with people that like would be very heartbroken of this being spoiled <laughs> exactly like i could not imagine like if like imagine if i had missed that thursday night showing and i'm like oh okay, my like, god like i'll i'll go in a couple of weeks <laughs> like it's not a big deal I'll, I'll figure it out and then this little son of a bitch comes out here and i'm like what the hell did you just would you kick a kid <laughs> I would kick that kid. <laughs> I would kick that kid for sure. I would put hockey skates on and kick that kid. Oh my god, that would be awful. Yeah, but that I... is that is the clip that always sticks with that that moment yeah. is what sticks with me every time I think about this movie or like talk about these movies is just like this little five year old kid. Oh my god! Like... <laughs> and the best. Okay, you want to know some of the best parts? <clears throat> I found this clip on YouTube. It's it's on like the official like team's mm-hmm. web like YouTube channel. There's like three comments underneath it. One of them is this kid, apparently, quote unquote. He's like, Oh my gosh, this was me. I can't believe I did this like so long ago. And then someone else below it is like, What kind of name is Wyland? And he he responds below it and he said, My name is Ryland. The guy mispronounced my name. When I found this clip, I wrote back to him, I'm like, no, I fucking did <laughs> That's amazing. Incredible. Okay. So anyway, that, that's my side. I had to. I, yeah. Like I said, it's been burning a, like, a thing yeah. in my soul to, like, not, not say this clip. But, but yeah, like, overall, the experience of going to the movies and watching this, like, mm-hmm. when, they show, when they showed the Millennium Falcon, mm-hmm. everyone fucking cheered. Yeah. Um. I mean, you know, everyone everyone cheered when you saw Han and Chewie, but like everyone knew that that was gonna happen. Uh, after they, yeah, after they in- introduced the Falcon, like you're like yeah, yeah. they're and I mean that, and that was in, and that was in the trailer too. I'm pretty sure, oh. like one of those, like one of that, like Chewie, we're home, like oh, so we right. all knew he was gonna be in it, so you like you knew what was gonna happen. Right. Um, 
Um, well, and yeah. that's that's what's so cool about this movie is like they handle like the callbacks and the fan service like really in a really like just a super fun way like kind of joking about like oh we'll use this old rundown ship and then it just like flashes to like the millennium falcon like that's just exactly like like hilarious and um cheeky but it's like such so leaning into it but i loved every second of those moments of leaning into it yeah i agree i that that scene in particular is like i because like you're so caught up mm-hmm. in the action of you know oh my gosh like what's going on like shit's blowing up mm-hmm. it, it would be different if it was like well we need a ship and and someone like looks at the camera's like i know a guy <laughs> and then it's the money right it. but like, no it's like this with that way you're just you're kind of blindsided by it like right you, you're not really paying attention which like is kind of the idea of the movie like hopefully you're you know you're you're caught up in the action that you can just enjoy that mm-hmm. moment, which I think a lot of us did. Like that was that was the really cool. And yeah, yeah, like I think some of the other like throwback stuff of you know, there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of like little Easter eggy things where like maybe this is a good way to transition into I think what you wanted to talk about most mm-hmm. and your big point with this movie is like obviously there are a ton of parallels between this movie and mm-hmm. a new hope. And mm-hmm. there's there's a bunch of like little Easter eggs too, where like certain characters or certain people say similar phrases at similar times where it's like, if you kind of, if you kind of like are a really big, like star Wars buff, like you kind of pick up on like, Oh my gosh, like that's like sort of what happened in there. But yeah, there it's obvious that this movie is really a, I call it an homage to the first movie. That's that's a better way to look at it, um, because I saw. A Is it the way you look at it though? Because you <laughs> you kind of sounded like you were a little like. Well, I I mean, this is just a different conversation. Um, And I don't think this move, like, I very much enjoy this movie, but I hadn't thought about this point. Like, I I knew that it was like an homage to A New Hope, like definitely felt that vibe, obviously, because you're bringing, especially bringing in all of these old characters where it's just like a little, you know, it's just a little reunion in so many ways. And, but I think the biggest, um, it's there's a couple of things that are a little bit too unoriginal mm-hmm. um and i didn't i didn't find this out until i was scrolling tiktok and i saw a clip of mark hamill going off on how this is basically just they just took like it's an orphan in the desert that f- finds out she has jedi powers and then has to fight like a guy that's working like the emperor's protege kind of a thing i mean i guess we don't know that he's the emperor right now but um you know, it, it's it's very much like it, it it aligns so well with the story and um of, of a new hope or just the whole the entire story as a whole. And he said he's like, you just made it a female character. And as a female, I'm sure a lot of people had issues thinking that he was making some anti-feminist statement. But for my opinion, as a female, and I definitely consider myself a feminist, um what I want to see as a woman is original stories of women i would love to see a female jedi story that isn't directly aligned with something like a droid shows up on the desert planet and she has to like help like lead it to somebody else to help you know the like to help leia as as we like it's literally the exact same opening kind of plot in with tweaks to it i want to see like 
for what it's worth, I will will start what I'm about to say with saying I have not seen any the female Ghostbusters or the female Oceans Eight or whatever it is. Yeah. But my and and so so I don't know if they're good or not. So I'm not going to speak on that. My issue is recreating these with a female cast is not creating original female stories. Um, and I have just an issue with that. And and maybe that's this. And I don't know anything about like the direction it needs to go. And maybe that's a stepping stone to in 20 years or 10 years, we're going to have many more original female stories. So maybe this is just a stepping stone part of that path. But like it bothers me when we're like, we can't think of anything original. <laughs> so we're just going to like this will this will it, it just comes across as disingenuous of like in in many ways this I, this movie i don't feel like is doing that but it does like irk me a little bit like man you couldn't have just given this badass female like her own journey that isn't almost identical to luke's journey sure sure i i appreciate i appreciate that i the way i view it is you know this is the all of the the nine movies the nine major movies are mm -hmm. the skywalker saga right you know so you're always going to have the Skywalker family be the, the main driving behind right. everything. They're always going to be in this position. And that's why we come like, you know, when this, when this sequel trilogy comes to an end, we don't have any more Skywalkers. Well, mm -hmm. we want to call Ray a Skywalker <laughs> at this point. I think that I'll never forgive them for that. <laughs> God damn. Um, but so, you know, you don't have Luke and Leia anymore. You don't mm -hmm. have it. You don't have the biological line has. <laughs> yeah, and it died off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, I, you're always going to have that, so I understand like that. And what I what I actually think is how I view it is that you're paying the homage to the original, but they they're definitely changing quite a bit mm -hmm. with it. Um, you know, it's uh, it, it's not her realizing that she's going to become a Jedi, and like it's it's my destiny to become. A Jedi. Mm -hmm. It's her kind of realizing that, like, there is just this connection that she has with the Force and has to like the greater universe. Mm -hmm. And, um, I don't know. I guess I just, I didn't, I didn't see it in that same way. And I, again, maybe that's like just because you know, man versus woman, or, right. or you know, that well, I mean, it's, it, they could have even done something as simple as not putting her on a desert planet. Like, like they, where they, they were like, this is a little too much of like the identical now, story. Show, like show up on a desert planet on a certain situation to make sure. it like, so you still get your desert feel of Tatooine. So there's still a nod to that, but like her origin being in a desert, like it's just, there's too many similarities of her character to Luke. And maybe they're trying to do that because like she changes her name to Skywalker at the end right. of this, you know, so maybe they're trying to just. Maybe they're they're intentionally doing that, but it, there is something to be said about like, could we get like a, a female character that isn't just a rehash? Because that's just was a very famous thing in Hollywood when this movie came out. It's this was around the time the Ghostbusters, Oceans Eight, like, it, it, so it just felt a little bit like, oh man, it would have just been cool to have a little yeah. bit more of an origin story. But like you said, it is part of the Skywalker saga, so I get certain parts of that now but. it's interesting you bring that up because in the trivia mm -hmm. of the movie 
I found this clip and I, I literally, I pulled this little bit out because I wanted to talk about that whole thing is mm -hmm. the, you know, obviously it's basically almost a, Jakku is basically a recreation of Tatooine in, right. a, in a certain extent. Um, you know, even, even down to the fact that like Nima Outpost is run by one of the huts. Like it, mm -hmm. it's, it's a hut run thing like Tatooine. Um, so originally Ray would have lived on an ocean planet where mm. part of the second Death Star had crashed and is now partially submerged. And part of the plot involved her diving into the depths of the water to find a map of the location of the remaining Jedi. And would, we would have even seen the Millennium Falcon going underwater. That would have been awesome. Which that's yeah, like I, I agree. Like that that would have been that would have been cool. Um mm. that would have been really cool to see because yeah, like it's you know, that's one of the things with Star Wars is like every planet has their own climate like it right. desert planet ice planet water right. planet like it's it's very cut and dry um but i i will say i i don't mind it as much just because mm -hmm. um just because i think that they it's still just fun you know i yeah, oh oh agree that's what i'm saying i'm not i'm not like that annoyed yeah. about it it's just you know it would have been nice to, to see a little like to not to make it as obvious yeah yeah, yeah. And I think let's that transitions to something that we should definitely mention as well is just like and you said this to me, you know you mess you sent me that message of this movie is beautiful, mm -hmm. and yeah, oh my like God. I I made I made this comment uh, I wrote this down I'm like Aaron will Aaron will appreciate this this movie has really big Guardians of the Galaxy vibes yes. 100%. Like, doesn't it? It's just missing like, the 80s soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's it's just not as campy as. Right. As Guardians. But, like, even like the humor, like the humor mm -hmm. that's in it, the, the, I mean, that line of like at the beginning, like, who talks first? Do I, do I talk first? Who right. First? Like, <laughs> right. I remember being so caught off guard, like, watching that in the movie theater. I'm like, oh, like, I've, yeah. ne I've never seen a Star Wars movie do this. Yeah. You know? And so, yeah, it's kind of got that vibe of like, you know, big, open, fun, beautiful settings and scenes. Like JJ Abrams just does visuals mm -hmm. perfectly. There's the, nobody. The the scene. I know we're jumping ahead, but the scene at the end with the lightsaber battle in the snow, in the dark, in the woods, is gorgeous to just watch because you just the only color that is there are the lightsabers, and they're so bright and vibrant. It just gives this eerie like feeling to it. I mean, and, and a big difference from this movie is I feel like we get also a lot more character building of different characters. It's not only about Ray because we get Poe, we get Finn and um, throughout this entire, this trilogy, we get a lot of different characters instead of just, you know, the three that we know. Right. Right. Yeah. That's okay. That's a good point too. I hadn't really thought mm -hmm. about, but yeah, like they, <clears throat> excuse me, they do a really good job of, kind of quickly ingratiating the characters and be like, here's the backstory, here's the backstory, here's mm -hmm. the backstory. Bang, 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 bang. You know all about them now. And mm -hmm. now you, they can they can basically take the first movie, like the second half of this movie, and act like as if it's the second movie because you already know their backstory and history, basically. And now they can just build off of what they did in the first half of the movie and you see, like you said, they develop so much quicker in the in the mm -hmm. second half of this movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, and 
it, it was it was funny getting the perspective from my boyfriend who's a pretty big star wars guy and um he had pointed out like the change in director and um and i knew it was very obvious when i first watched this but one of the things that after i went through these movies was they are building up and and this is me i have been very vocal about how i hate forced relationships forced romances but the Ray and Finn thing, the oh. fact that they didn't do anything with that drives me crazy. I thought it was perfectly set up. What? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hold you don't like, you disagree? I, I cringe every time they try to force some like little interaction between Ray and Finn. Really? Oh I my God. It. Like, like the whole thing of like, like, what's your name? Where are you from? Do you have do you have do you have a boyfriend? Cute boyfriend? I'm like, <laughs> oh God! Like, what See, the but hell like, is somebody that? that's not had any social interaction that works for me. But like, I, I like when he says like you were the first person that like looked at me like as not like a stormtrooper. I was like, so he just really immediately emotionally connected to someone. I mean, and it it does reek of Padme and Anakin in that way, but it's played way better. Like, because you just feel that there's some sort of chemistry that is something I never at any point felt yes. with Anakin and Padme. So yes. the fact that they completely did a 180 and then do this like weird, creepy, I, I get so like, I get weird vibes with the Kylo Ray yeah. thing. That one yeah. reeks of abusive relationship to me. This oh, one, time. like this one at least feels more natural. Um, I know it's, it's very quickly developed, but for me, this is the first time that I'm actually like, I could see these two like dating, I'm not saying falling in love, but like, I feel that they have some sort of chemistry and I'm like, why did like, and part of the issue is they also built up this so strongly that he's like, I came back only for Ray because she like helped me and blah, blah, blah. Like, and then they're like, yeah, they're just never going to ever like have that again, like any sort of connection. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I, I guess I guess what I what I really appreciate about what I do appreciate about it is that they don't pull the trigger on that because it's so obvious. Because mm -hmm. like you had the whole like Luke and you know Luke and Luke and Leia and then like Owen oh, Han and like there's you know all your your three characters are this you know threesome thruple waiting you know who's gonna mm -hmm. bang who first and figure <laughs> out who's related to who what I really appreciate about because like what I really appreciate about the moments or the the relationship as a whole outside of those very specific like you know oh do you, do you have a boyfriend or the um uh you know the the holding my like stop holding my hand or like that mm -hmm. stuff is like what I appreciate about them not doing that and not taking it to that conclusion of oh they're they're a couple they're they, you know they're in love is men and women can have these really strong emotional bonds and connections mm -hmm. and friendships where it doesn't lead to sex and right. it doesn't lead to we have to have this passionate romantic moment where. It's that's what I like about that is you mentioned, you know, uh, Finn like saying, like, I came back for her, and like, this was it's like, I see that as like he has never had a friend, he's never had mm -hmm. a look at him like that, and you look at him as a human being. And so, instead of taking that to like what I think is so, what I think would be sort of a going down that Anakin road of like, Oh, this is the first relationship I've ever had, and it's the only thing that's ever going to matter in my life. <laughs> right. I like you. 
he they kind of played off as more as just like he's devoted to her in this really strong friendship bond because it's his first real friend ever and they don't have right. to take that that conclusion you know what i mean which i would totally be okay with as somebody that absolutely hated because black widow is my favorite avenger and um was totally fine that she was not in any sort of relationship with any of the avengers and then we get to ultron and they force this horrible weird awkward relationship with um bruce banner that goes absolutely nowhere does nothing to the plot the mood the entire like they just build this up and i felt like it ruined so like it was such a big part of this movie and then it never right. went anywhere ever again so i do definitely appreciate that i think i'm more disappointed that if they were going to make Ray in like some sort of t sexual tension thing that they abandon one with someone that she actually like is a good person and like a genuine like relationship for this weird, creepy, abusive, like thing with this guy. That's like a very like emotionally unstable human being. I know he ends up being like a good guy or whatever towards the end, but it's just like, why are we forcing the sexual tension right now with this guy that is like, kind of fucked up <laughs> like, See, like why, you, why does the woman always have to help and save the guy and her be like this therapist and instead we've now got it's always the woman that is like the pathetic sappy one and now we've got a guy that's being like really crazy in love with this woman but he's gonna be passed over for the guy that she's gonna save it's just is so it's interesting i so can you, change him <laughs> so so you think that there's where where do you think the the sexual tension between her and Kylo starts? Um, is it in this I movie? Like, is no, it it's the... not in this movie. It's in the second movie. You think it's um, in the second movie? I can't movie? remember where. I, I have not watched that movie again. But I remember feel. I remember turning my boy from watching the next one, and I was like, "They're gonna. There's something's gonna happen here. Like they're right. building up for right. something to happen here, and I don't like it because I just I hate the because." at least that's how i felt i could just maybe i could just predict it i just felt it sure coming but i was like there's something they're going to turn this into some weird yeah thing. i i because I, I do agree i think that they they do try to do it and i think it's added to the laundry list of things i didn't like about rise of skywalker mm -hmm. um because i think that's where they decide to just be like fuck it let's do it um the second the, all the stuff in the second movie, I do. It's emotionally manipulative, but I don't view it as emotionally manipulative in the sense of it's in a romantic mm -hmm. relationship. It's emotionally manipulative in my mind of the same way that Palpatine treated Anakin as this is how you this is how you manipulate someone into the dark side is preying on their fears and preying on their anger and preying on their insecurities. Um, and I think maybe it, maybe it just, maybe it projects that a lot more because it's between a man and a woman and not between a man and a man. And so you just kind of naturally, I'm not saying, I'm not saying you, I'm right. saying like, you know, generally like, you know, maybe that like, it gives off that vibe more because it is a man doing it to a woman. And it's like, yeah. it's really hard to, you know, not think about that. I, the, I think the, the, when they try to do it and make it romantic in the third movie, that's when I'm like, this that was not earned. It was terrible. The right. second movie for me, for me feels a lot more like, okay, he's just, try, he's trying to do what he, what Palpatine has done in the past. 
Mm-hmm. And and so Kylo, it, it's not a romantic thing. It's just a power thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I, I don't see the romantic side of it as much. I see it as more of just a manipulation, which I mean is still like... Like could have romantic undertones. <laughs> it has has yeah. romantic undertones. Yeah, and it has, yeah. I mean, just like yeah. there's there's plenty of abusive relationships that are right. romantic, but they there's no actual. For sure. Am I am I projecting on past relationships too much in this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's. I would have been fine if she had no relationship at all. But sure. I, my issue is they build up this one with an actual good human being and then they they switch it up for this guy that's very tormented of like, because yeah. like I said, it gives me the I can change him vibes uh-huh. and I'm like, God, can we just let a woman like not end up being almost a victim in this situation? Like she's right. a badass. She should not be playing that role. Like she should just be like a badass or like, like give her a happily ever after with a normal stable human being. <laughs> Or a happily, ever after, a happily Ever After with nobody. Right. Like I would have been fine with that. Right. And and you know what? To that sense, too, is like we're, we're talking three movies down the right. line. Sorry. Right. Sorry. <laughs> but no, it's like why try – like why does everyone need to try to be saved? Right. Right. Like right. if you're trying to separate yourself from the original trilogy – why are we trying to why are we always trying to save this bad guy and show that there's always a no sometimes like maybe maybe he's just gone yeah maybe and like, he's and just let's, a piece of shit maybe yeah maybe he's just a piece of shit <laughs> and let's let's lean into that cuz then right. now you're different now it's something now it's something that's you know mm-hmm. complete you're you're changing yeah it might still be the same like story but you're changing what's you know kind of underneath it a little bit i would have really liked that I, and I'm very curious um, how people, or like if they, how much, I, I don't know how much they had of the script of the second and the third movies and how much they changed after right. the reaction of this movie. Because I know a lot of people like Kylo Ren. So I'm like, and Adam Driver in general. So I'm like, oh, are they trying to, like, did maybe they, probably not. I guess they probably had this, his arc written already but like did they add the sexual like the romantic stuff right because people like the obsession with bad guys like people just love to love bad guys like that whole thing is that what they were trying to go for like oh man people would love if these two people had sex like it's Uh so like let's let's build that up instead of like you know, the, instead of going with the good guy or just no one at all. Like I have said in a lot of these Marvel movies, like, you know, sometimes relationships, like it just would be better if they didn't have them or like particularly the Black Widow Hulk one is exactly how this could be. You've got this badass female character. Why does she have to be like dating or in a relationship with someone? Why can't she just be awesome and independent and doesn't like right. need that in her life? Because all right. a lot of men don't need it in their life. So like, right. yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of male female dynamics, yeah. Originally, Snoke was supposed to be female. How do you feel about that? I love it. Me too. I that would have been awesome. Um, I, w- I would love the shit out of that. That would have been. That would have been awesome. Yeah. I mean, I think it was played pretty well, and it was a spoiler for me. I didn't realize Snoke. You know that whole thing. Like, or yeah. not a spoiler. It was. Um, a surprise for me 
Um, but like that would have been that would have been pretty awesome. Yeah, and I understand. Like I understand that. Like because Snoke is basically he's basically a, for lack of a better term, he's a unused clone of Palpatine. Mm-hmm. You know, and so like he like he does when you have that in mind, it's like okay, like you can see how kind of like he's supposed to like sort of be just like this you know weird monstrous version of a former. Mm-hmm. you know person that existed but let's like let's just for the like for the sake of the argument let's say like that that isn't that isn't the storyline that you're you're building up to with with palpatine um having having the person at the head of this whole thing be a female is so great because mm-hmm. Can you name a single out of the out of the trilogy movies out of the 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 whole Skywalker? Can you name a single female villain? No, um, I think there are some Imperial people that show up in the in I mean, movies, but they're like officers and shit like that. Like Captain Phasma is the only one I could think of, and oh yeah, yeah. And I start my campaign of hashtag Justice for Phasma. Because you brought in a wonderful actress, Gwendolyn, mm-hmm. I cannot remember her name now. She, you know, she was amazing in Game of Thrones. Christy. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, right. she's amazing in, she yeah. amazing in Game of Thrones. And she comes into this role and you're like, whoa, look at this, like. She's got new armor. You've never seen this before. We've never seen a female. We've never heard a female stormtrooper or mm-hmm. seen a main villain be a female. Mm-hmm. And out outside of when she gets kidnapped mm-hmm. at the end, she is basically just a bureaucrat. Like you mm-hmm. could have inserted anything into that role. Right. And it right. would have played the same exact way. And it's like, and then in the second movie, I can't remember everything that goes about it, but like she really doesn't get to do a whole lot in that either. Yeah. And her death is so unearned and everything. Like, why do we not like why can we not just have more badass female villains? Right. And and I think like imagine seeing a like I would love like a female Sith too. Like right. not well, just not just like a, like a some like a villain like a, a Sith in itself. So Snoke obviously would have been a Sith. I would assume. I guess we don't really see. Snoke he's not much. technically Sith because, oh. like you know, he's not fully as connected to the Force. Like that's right. You know all that weird like backstory stuff behind it. Right. But like he's still like that's that position is still like very Force sensitive, right. strong. Mm-hmm. That you're basically. Or borderline, yeah, you know, right, which is exactly what, right, which would be, um, which would have been awesome to see because, yeah, we've we've had all of these male Sith villains, yeah, um, but let's talk about Kylo Ren. Speaking of Sith, sure, um, I thought he is fantastic, um, Adam Driver. I mean, I think he's fantastic in general, but in this movie, he Obviously, this is kind of his coming out party. So this was, he was fantastic. The unhinged, like, 
like losing his shit where like I laugh so hard when the he's like he's like guards and they just turn around like yeah because they're just like yeah he's out of his mind which I love I love that he's like this unstable dude yeah I think I think well I think the casting overall nailed yes perfectly everybody Oscar Isaac I'm in love with after oh my gosh Oscar Isaac uh daisy ridley john yes. uh boyega like yep. all of them yep. and I, I can't remember i don't remember his exact name the name of uh general hux but he he and oscar isaac were amazing in ex machina if you haven't seen that movie that's that's a really good uh thriller um andy circus is snoke a- andy so circus, Gollum, right exactly <laughs> who ends um, up being a different character in the um in the exactly. star wars <laughs> universe too kind um, of funny but yeah, like the idea that they that they just nailed this casting is is spot on because Hux and Kylo play these they play the perfect villains for what the first order should be. Mm-hmm. You know, the the villains of the empire are old stuffy white guys. Mm-hmm. And I don't you know, Kylo, Kylo and Hux they're also white guys. I understand that. But like the Empire is basically just like a more buttoned up version of the of what the Republic was. You know, the First Order is this like cult fanaticism fringe group, which attracts, you know, young, impressionable, uh, you know, emotional people. And so you have these two younger characters in this role and they kind of play like almost like tragic villains because you're like, do these guys know what they're doing? Do do they mm-hmm. understand fully like what like what they're fighting for? What the right. like, what what the idea of all of this is? And you can just see like whenever I see people that are like are that young in real life or in movies that are so blindly devoted to this like batshit crazy ideals or something it's like you have this bit of empathy for them where you're like if only they could see like the truth Mm -hmm. or see the light and and those two play that subtlety of being that kind of character perfectly especially like you said kylo like kylo plays all of like he's got so many layers to him you don't even Mm -hmm. see so the second movie right plays them all perfectly right and yeah i mean adam driver is is i think he was obviously the breakout star of these three movies um because i think because he plays such a complex character that he really owned the when role. you say when you say breakout do you mean like character that got the most out of this movie or was or stood out the most in the movies yes both okay i okay. mean like i really think that um because I, I think about who whose performance really stood out to me. And I think his and it, and it's not that everybody wasn't great. It's just that he had the most complicated character to play. Right. And he shined. And um and I, I mean I think he well, he's done very well for himself since then. I'm not sure about everybody else. I don't know enough about their careers, but he has just um I just think his performance was incredible. And um minus all the romantic bullshit, but um and I, it's because you see all those layers, like even when he's, because I'm, I'm still not sure. And maybe you can 
I, I mean, in the, when he's about to kill Han, like, I can't tell if he's playing him or if like th this is, or if, or if he is truly conflicted or if he's just manipulating him. And that's, I think kind of what's so great about his performance is you're like, it could go either way. He's playing it so well that it feels genuine, but you're like, also he knows his dad's weakness is going to be him letting his guard down. So if he lets his guard down, he's like, yeah, he's going to let his guard down and I can yeah. stab him in the Yeah, I, you're exactly right. Cause like even outside of that scene, like every scene mm -hmm. he seems to be in where he's encountering a problem or an, an obstacle of some mm -hmm. kind that gives him any sort of pushback, he's having trouble with it. Yeah. Like when he's interrogating Ray, when mm -hmm. he's, you know, dealing with Snoke, uh, mm -hmm. like when things are like going south, um, like he's always having like this trouble of just like, you can tell he's not fully ready for the position that he's being put into. Um, I, I, yeah. I, with, when it comes to that Han bit, I, I don't think he was conflicted in a sense of like, where he's like, should I kill my dad or not? Right. I think he was, he's more conflicted in the sense of like, it's very clear that he has a strong connection to the force, mm -hmm. especially the, the, the light side of the force mm -hmm. because of, you know, being a half Skywalker, basically. Mm -hmm. um, he, but he so desperately wants to be a part of this, dark side the dark side and the movement and everything else where he he knows to fully do that he has to kill his dad right he knows that and so he's having trouble with that conflicting where when you so like yeah when he says that i think his true meaning is like i know i need to kill you and i just need help doing it i don't know if han fully picks up on that i think that's right right that is for sure he's of like does Han realize what his what his his role is here? Does he understand what he's right, saying? Right, but when he's saying I'm being torn apart, I genuinely am wondering. I'm like, are you feeling the the confliction of both sides of this? Like, sure. or is it just I'm being torn apart that I have to kill you? Or, I think or it is. is like, he, he's or being... is he just like fully confident that he's like I know what I'm gonna do, and I'm just getting my dad's guard down so I can yeah. do this. I don't I don't necessarily think that I think he is truly being emotionally torn apart because that's like, what I like, thought too. But there's those there's those mm -hmm. two sides like he's but he and he knows he wants to go to the darks. He he consciously wants to make that decision, but he's so strongly connected to the light side right. because of his, his family right. that it's that's what's tearing him apart. If right. he was anybody else, like I think it's you're not really getting that same emotion like if there's any other right they're just gonna kill not... him they're not even right 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 agreed yeah, yeah. um I'm trying to think what else we need to... okay so, well so there um what was funny about not funny i guess about han's death is um my boyfriend told me that he originally um he wanted han to die like um in the first trilogy um, right that uh why can't i think of his name why is his name like harrison ford thank you jesus christ <laughs> i'm like what the fuck is wrong with me yeah harrison ford wanted han solo to die in the original in the, in the original trilogy yeah and was apparently pretty myth that he did not yeah. um so 
this was, I think, them being like, fine, we'll give it that to you in these <laughs> movies. <laughs> Which I love because I'm like, because it's you're not expecting it, but like it gives him a, a heroic way of going out. Um, I think I you're wish not a, he... you're not expecting it, but when you think about it, like yeah, it totally makes sense. Like if you want a big death, it has to be Han. Yeah, and it has to be like by his at the hands of his son. Like it's it is really a perfectly written moment. The only right. thing I wish is that maybe would have happened in the second movie, so Han could have like met, reconnected with Luke at some point. Although that's a whole issue I cannot wait to talk about next movie. The connection, but not really connecting and seeing people because uh -huh. he's not really there. And right. Only for him to die anyway. So like, why not just go there and die in person? <laughs> but whatever, we'll talk about that. But um, that would have been nice to at least have some sort of reunion between those two. What I, I sure. think that would, would have really made this over the top, but. Um, I get. I don't know where that would have happened, so I get it. But right, that would have just been nice to see. Yeah. Um, something I do want to. I do want to um, touch on is the cameos. Two mm -hmm. fairly big size cameos, and you never actually see the people that are the cameos. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, you you know about Unkar Plunt, right? The the one quarter portion guy you know who that is right um, i have to look him up oh yeah yeah, yeah. that guy yeah yeah simon, the... simon Pegg. yeah yeah did you know daniel craig is in this movie is he him no no so simon so simon Pegg is unkar plunt oh okay plunt. all right uh like that that's you know he's in like the full body suit and makeup that's hilarious and that i feel like i did not know that had no idea yeah daniel craig is a stormtrooper Really? He he is the stormtrooper when Ray when they capture Ray and she's in there and she tells the storm she uses the Jedi mind trick on the stormtrooper. Oh that's yeah. Daniel Craig. <laughs> that's hilarious. I yeah. I what's been so cool about the more recent stuff is the they've added so many random cameos because people are just like, I just want to be in a Star Wars movie. Like I think right. of the Mandalorian, Jason Sudeikis. He's He's one uh, of the one of the stormtroopers where he's like holding the, the who's the, the other guy? There's another guy that's a yeah, famous actor, no, I, but I can't oh, think I can't of who remember. it is. But they're like interacting, and I'm like, because uh -huh. I remember I was like, this has to be a cameo because why is this scene in here? It's right. gotta be somebody. And then I, I picked up on Jason Sudeikis's voice and I, I was like, oh man, that's awesome. Because they're just like throwing these people in because everyone's so desperate to be in a Star Wars movie that they're yeah. like, Yeah, we can get whoever we want. <laughs> they want like they want to be part of the Star Wars canon. Right. Like, you you want right. to be a part of it. I yeah. mean, think about like think about all those. Uh Nick Nolte is yes. um uh, I can't remember his his name the little the, the guy uh I have spoken what is it I well he says I have spoken that I guy. have spoken right yeah that remember. guy uh Ugnot he's an Ugnot that's right yes um but I mean then you have like John Carlos Bizzito and even most recently Tim Meadows Tim Meadows is now right. part of Star Wars <laughs> right. canon and it's like yeah everybody everybody wants to jump in and get involved with it and um. You know, that's what, when you mention, um, you know, the idea of getting more female uh, villains or female stories and mm -hmm. like, that's where the shows have, the shows and the mm -hmm. other movies have done a yes. really, really good job. Yeah. Um, and the ones that even have not even come yet. I know we're getting an Ahsoka show. Ahsoka, yeah. The Ahsoka one is coming. Yeah. Um, you know, you mentioned, uh, you know, a, 
a female Sith, there, there's a whole story of, um, I cannot remember her name now. She So she's from uh, Dathomir, which is where uh, Darth Maul is from. Um, and she is basically Count Dooku's assassin in the mm -hmm. uh, Clone Wars TV show. And you want to talk about a badass, like, she, you know, I don't, she's not officially like a Sith, but like she's using the force. Asajj she's using like Ventress. I think so. Okay. I'd have to, yeah. I'd have to. Oh no, she was trained by Count Dooku. Sorry. Um, I mean, that might be Anyways. right. Uh, I don't know. Anyways. So, um, let us you know, know if you know who we're talking about. Yeah. I can't, <laughs> I'm so mad that I can't remember this name. Um, all right, like, I couldn't remember fucking Harrison <laughs> <laughs> There's there's one scene, there's an episode of Clone Wars where they attack Kamino, where the clones are being made, and like the clones have to, you know, like the clones fight back and everything, you know, mm -hmm. to find them off. And she's a part of the the team, like the ground crew that's attacking. And there's a scene where she, there's a a clone soldier. She force grabs him, stabs him with the lightsaber, and as he gets stabbed, she kisses him. Oh and my kills god! Him. And I'm like, holy shit! Like this is a cartoon <laughs> show, and and this bet, like, where was this lady in right. the movies? Like, where, like, where are we gonna get that kind of badass shit? Like, I would love to get cold. yeah, an evil, a really powerful evil evil villain not just these yeah. like small villains i know we saw one in the mandalorian um oh yeah when the... ahsoka and her fought like, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah on that one like I, I want like an actual like head honcho or or like one of the like a sith like a really powerful yeah. sith yeah um because yeah i think that would be would be amazing yeah um Okay, anything anything else that you want to um, touch oh, on? Oh, we got Lupita Nyong'o. I forgot oh, about yes. her. Oh, my God. We haven't even talked about that. Yeah. That's one of my we favorite. Got, we got so sidetracked <laughs> with the relationship. That's one of my the, yeah, favorite set her. pieces from the whole thing mm -hmm. is her, that that cantina. Oh, that in that cantina, in that bar, Maz's bar, the music that you hear in the background Written by Lin Manuel Miranda, <laughs> so and the vocals, the vocals are, I'm pretty sure, are Lin Manuel Miranda and J.J. Abrams. Amazing! They, they, they say the the quote unquote alien vocals for this uh, coming up right now. What we're looking incredible. at, um, incredible, incredible. But yeah, like that that whole scene of like the the battlefield that gets you know created right there great pieces that like when finn fights the the stormtrooper mm -hmm. um, okay yeah so the, i we i think we gotta we gotta talk about that we for sure okay. I, we've talked about so much but one thing that I, I wanted to go back to um is the the whole there have been apparently a lot of complaints about the use of the force and the jedi in this movie one of those being that finn is able to wield the lightsaber um, and the and the other and I kind of get this of like how does she just know how to use mind control on a stormtrooper like how does right. she even know that's a thing that's right. possible um, which is a little bit weird to me but um, 
what are your thoughts on that? Like, it's not that big of a deal to me because I don't take it so like seriously mm -hmm. because it's just not I, because I'm, I'm so, I, I'm so uneducated on it that it just does not like, it's not something that I I'm passionate about in a way that like, it's like, well, that doesn't make sense. I know a lot. We poke out, we poke out about how fun, funny things are where it's like, that's completely illogical. Like right. a point being like, how the fuck could like Kylo Ren could have killed Finn. Like he yeah. didn't even need a lightsaber. He could have just like choked him. Cause he doesn't he, like Finn is not wheeled like force wielding. So like he didn't even need the lightsaber, right. but I mean like, but uh, everything else I'm like, whatever. I just accept that this is part of this world. What is, yeah. what is your you feelings know, on those? I think, I think when we had Aaron Nagler on, mm -hmm. he made the really good point of like the force. You kind of just have to like, realize the force isn't just this power that they can wield willy-nilly mm -hmm. all the time because like yeah like kylo can is strong enough to stop a laser beam <laughs> and hold a laser beam like he can he can do so much with with the force where he it's mm -hmm. like you're kind of like well why is he just not walking around going choke 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 right, choke? <laughs> right. And, and it's like you kind of have to like understand like yeah the force is just sort of it's there at times and you know it, it would it would it would cause for a really bad story if everyone was just force choking each other <laughs> but like i think i think what it shows too is that like kylo he's not the he's not darth vader right. he's not a jedi he's not trained right. so right. he's not as competent with dueling a lightsaber as obi-wan or anakin or even like mm -hmm. a, a pat a true padawan might be he's he's a little bit more clumsy with it he's he's mm -hmm. he's very much just using his brute force and strength right. to to win a lot of these a lot of these Fair battles enough. and i think with finn it's like you know it doesn't it, it doesn't take a lot for anybody to wield a lightsaber but it takes right. a little bit more to wield it well yeah and so he can like basically i don't think hold... he wields it well though like that's well, why that's, that's what i'm saying that's what yeah. i'm saying is he doesn't do that so he can he can basically go up against um he can kind of hold his own for a little bit against a guy like kylo ren you know right where ultimately if he would have died he lost the lightsaber battle pretty easily. Um, and that's what, what's so ridiculous to me that people are like so angry that he would have the audacity to wield a lightsaber. And it's like, it's either what? like, he, is he just going to stand there and die? To throw a snowball at him? Like, <laughs> right. like when, when Han gives him, he's like, you have a weapon or whatever. And it's like, what do you expect him to just like not fight? Like, I right. don't understand the thinking behind like it is. It's like horrible that they like allow that to happen in the movie and i'm like but that's like it it did not bother me at all i was not faced yeah. by that every, my boyfriend told me that kid, a lot of people were mad about that every kid has grown up playing sword fights with sticks if right. you gave me a samurai sword i would treat it the same way i would a fucking stick like <laughs> i could i could hold my own against like somebody that sort of knew how to use a sword right but, like it's the same like He's he's a trained stormtrooper, right? He knows how to, like that the stormtrooper that he fights with the the shock stick or whatever that's basically a sword. Right. I'm guessing he's used that before. He knows sort of <laughs> like block block right. block. He's a, he, like he, was, he was 
taken at a young age and raised as a warrior. Like he can fight. Right. He's yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. it's just ridiculous that people are really mad that they gave him a lightsaber. It's like, who cares? Yeah. Like, it's no, just. I'm sorry. I thought that's it was silly. badass. That's stupid. That is yeah, stupid I thought it was badass. About that. Yeah. I was like, good for him. Like that. I really liked him a lot, and that's why I, I think part of the issue is they got away from him a lot in the second and the third movie. Yeah. They turn. They they really. And I was like, I loved him in this movie, and I love seeing him fight. Like, it, and just seeing like his his a story arc is so cool of like defecting from the stormtrooper. I love his character development, like just the entire story of him. And I was really disappointed they pulled away from him. So I mean, it goes, it just goes to the fact that like my biggest problem with the sequels is they let so much other, so many other things influence how they made the movies, Mm -hmm. executives, producers, Disney fan Mm -hmm. outrage over Stupid stuff like yeah. racist fans that right. don't like seeing a, a person like right. Finn or Rose, where right. it's like, what the fuck? Like, we're gonna let these dumbasses decide? Right. Like, how the, right. like, if you like, they that's why I love this is my favorite movie of the sequels mm-hmm. because it's the most genuine, it's the most mm-hmm. perfect, it's the perfect representation of what they wanted to do. And yeah. I feel like if they could have just been left alone and followed the same the plan that I assume they wanted to do, we would have had so we would have a such more fulfilling ending in the second and third movies. Mm-hmm. Agreed, a hundred percent agreed. It's a it's such a bummer that they got away from it. Yeah. Um, okay. Anything else that we want to? I don't think so. I just wanted to loop back into that because I knew that was apparently a big point of sure. contention for a lot of people. Yeah um yeah. i i think that's pretty much it um you ready to give it a, a death star rating here i think so okay where do you want me to go first do you want to go first you seem a little uh, hesitant uh, i just yeah because i'm because i don't want i'm trying to compare it to movies that we have not watched yet not necessarily right. the next two but um right. in one in particular that is like a lot of people's favorite movie ever um but i think i'm gonna give this a 4.5 four and a half death stars um because i just think it's it is that perfect balance of what the prequel or the originals could have been with modern day graphics and modern day like humor and writing and dialogue like i know we even said like sometimes in the original movies the dialogue is a little clunky but obviously movie making has just gotten better and i think i messaged you and i was like imagine how amazing the original three movies would look in present day if it was that exact same story with a little tighter dialogue in places and these graphics incredible would have been some of the best movies that is why i am a huge fan of like lord of the rings because i think they're the perfect balance of modern-ish cgi but the cgi still holds up the beautiful camera work the incredible um stage pieces as well as like dialogue and acting and if I feel like it would be if this move like those old movies matched with like the graphics and like all that stuff would be on that level because I think it's I, I think it's really fun. It, when everybody was like, "Oh my god, these ones are so the sequels are so bad," I was like, I watched this and I was like, I don't understand like why people hate it. And then I I understood um, as I went further along why people were very disappointed. But this one I thought was fantastic. Yeah. Um... I swear I was not trying to one-up you. Um, 
Because <laughs> I came into it thinking I'm like, I think I might go like 4.7. Right. <laughs> right. But I think, right. but I think I I think I'm trying to I'm a little too rose colored because like you mentioned some of the stuff where it's like, yeah, we we could have done a lot more. And it's yeah. hard to say that because this movie does so much mm-hmm. and does it so well. I'll I'm gonna I'll bring it back. I'll agree with you. I think at 4.5 mm-hmm. Death Stars is absolutely right because mm-hmm. yeah if they had it i mean it's we're we're tweaking like we're tweaking like a 40 point game from Giannis kind of thing right so right like, yeah right, you know right. if he had just done like a couple more things he would have like made they, it a they triple started double. Her on a different planet but it's like that doesn't really have anything right. to do with it like you know there's so many of these things that they could have done but it's like you're you're tweaking perfection almost at that point mm-hmm. and so yeah, I'll give it a four point. I'll give it a four point five. I think it's right there, um, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm, I'm excited now because I'm with you. I really, I don't know if I've rewatched the second and third movie. Mm-hmm. I definitely have not seen the third movie since I saw it in theaters. Yeah. Um. So I'm really excited to get back to that one and and rehash exactly how it all sort of remembered, but. I remember liking the second one a lot more than people seemed to, yeah. and I think it was. I enjoyed the spectacle of it, but yeah, I think storyline we're gonna run into some problems. Yeah, <laughs> I, I liked it. I, I, I like. I thought like everybody ripped it to shreds when I said that I was about to watch it because I've been posting my journeys right. as I watched right. it, and um, I was like so confused through most of the movie why people were so angry, and then I got to the end and I was like. Oh. oh, I was like, it didn't ruin the movie, but it really left a bad taste in my mouth because that's yeah. just the note you end on. Um, yeah, I, I think I still like them more than most because I don't have the history and the passion. Also, one quick thing is just popping up because I um, right now this little flashback that she's having yeah. these memories yeah. or whatever it is like is incredibly breathtaking captivating intense was just like awesome like seeing all of these things play out was a really intense scene like i was like oh my god like this is yeah just another thing of jj abrams i thought to handle this like so yeah, beautifully so many of the so many of the visuals are just absolute my my favorite piece of visual and it's so small and tiny but like the intro when they when they pan down and they show the the planet or the moon or whatever and then you just see the shadow of the of the the cruiser mm-hmm. just completely envelop the i'm like fuck like that's the like it 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 would have been the same movie if you had not done that but right. to do some of those small things like that it's it's why jj abrams does such a good job it can be trusted with movies like this right Agreed. Yeah. All right. Um, well, we'll be back in two weeks to talk about The Last Jedi. Um, before then, you guys, on the other side of things, what is Black Panther? Black Panther. Oh. Such a good oh one. Oh, yeah. my God. Such yeah. a good movie. Yeah. And, the and fact then that Infinity it... War, we're like in, we are in like that, the, a real good place with, wow. um, with the MCU ones. So. Yeah, that's I'm very jealous. That's a really good spot. <laughs> that we're that we're heading towards some good stuff while we're yeah. going down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um 
Okay, so yeah, that'll you guys will get that next week. Two weeks again, like I said, we'll be back with Last Jedi. Um, until then, Aaron, do you want to let people know where they can follow you? You can find me on Twitter at H-E-R-O-O-I-N-E. Perfect. And I'm on Twitter as well, at DK all the way. Anything that I do is is right there. Um, but until next time, everybody, uh, enjoy the sequels. Watching along with us. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we as look much forward, as you can. <laughs> yeah. Look forward to talking with you guys in two weeks. See ya.